Welcome to A Higher Branch, a source of practical and powerful information for busy people dedicated to boosting their personal health and professional performance. I'm your host, Sam McCall. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of A Higher Branch, where we continue our series on the four daily rituals the five daily habits, and the six daily life hacks. Now, we have already covered the four daily rituals and the four habits. Today, we're going to cover the fifth habit before we get on to the six life hacks. And this series is part of a system that I call the 456 system, which is a subset of the circle of conscious living under our higher branch framework. Now, I want to remind people who are new to our podcast, and there's certainly a lot of new listeners that are joining our community, to go back and start this series at episode 99, where I talk about, is reliance on motivation ruining your life? Because it is that episode that set the context for the 456 system and the four daily rituals and the four habits that I've previously covered. And it sets the scene really for the six life hacks that I'm going to talk to you about. So the four rituals are the foundation for the five habits, meaning that you cannot cultivate these five habits without the foundation of those four daily rituals. And the difference between rituals and habits is that rituals happen in the same time of the day and at the same hour and within the same time frame. So you block out part of your day to perform those rituals. Habits is something that happen on the fly. So it is usually from the subconscious, and that's what we want to do. We want these five habits that I'm going through with you to become second nature. So it's an automatic response. And then on top of that, we can then talk about the six life hacks that will really cause a huge boost in your energy. And I'm going to talk about that in future podcasts. So today we're going to cover the fifth and final habit. Now, out of hundreds and thousands of habits that we could develop, and I'm talking about good habits, I build the case in each of the previous episodes as to why the habits that I've gone through with you, including today's habit, is in the top five. Because I want to give you the habits that will have the biggest impact, the ones that will cause an outright revolution of transformation in your days. And habits are really important. As Aristotle said, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, then, is not an act, but a habit. So, so true. So, in today's episode, I'm going to cover the habit of reflection and review. Now, this is something I touched on in ritual number one, which was episode 100 on journaling. When you develop the habit of reflecting and reviewing throughout the day, you will flip any failures and rejections that inevitably happen into opportunities for learning and growth. And that's why it is such an important habit. And like I said earlier, I mentioned this in ritual number one on journaling because rituals become the foundation for the habits. And I promise you, if you go back and listen to that episode, ritual number one on journaling, you'll understand why rituals are so important 
to master before you can change your habits, before you can cultivate new habits, including the one I'm going to be covering with you today, the habit of review and reflection. So why is this habit important and what is review and reflection? Now, let's look at why this habit is important. Without a process for reflection and review, chances are that when you experience a fail or a rejection in your day, and they happen every day to all of us, you will indulge in toxic thinking. And by the time the day is over, if you continuously indulge in toxic thinking, negative self-talk, chances are your feelings will end up being littered with negative beliefs about yourself. And we all have a tendency to do this. We do it subconsciously without realizing, and by the end of the day, we are in a bad mood and don't have the awareness to know how we got into that mood. And if that mood persists the next day because you know you had a bad sleep or an argument with your partner or your family, you will wake up and the bad mood will continue. And over time, it can turn into a bad temperament, which over time can turn you into a cynical and frankly a serious person that's not having much fun in life. It can become your personality. And then you will start to believe that this is who you really are when in fact you have become someone that you are not. Life has gotten you down. It has defeated your spirit. And we've all been there. So this habit I'm going to share with you today is going to short circuit that negative self-talk. Because that bad mood, which turns into a bad temperament, which turns into a cynical personality, as I said, is not who you really are. It is a tarnish on the brightness that lay underneath. It is a tarnish on your essence, your, your spirit. Because who you really are is fun, creative, loving, bold, exciting and adventurous. So as humans, why do we indulge in negative self-talk after we experience an inevitable rejection or failure in our day? And how will the habit of review and reflection neutralize that? In his book, Emotional First Aid, Dr. Guy Winch talks about this bias humans have to dump on themselves when something bad happens. He tells a story of a woman who... After two years of being divorced, she finally builds up the courage to go on a blind date. So before going on the blind date, she exercised, took really good care of herself and dressed to the nines and then built up the courage to meet this gentleman at a bar in New York. Now, she sat there in this bar waiting for the gentleman to arrive and he finally did and they sat down. She ordered two drinks And after 10 minutes, the gentleman got up and said, I'm sorry, I don't mean to be rude, but I'm not interested and left. Now, that's pretty devastating, right? So she just sat there frozen thinking, oh my God, what just happened? As anyone would. So she built up the courage to go outside and call her best friend. And she told her exactly what happened. Now, her best friend said to her, well, what do you expect? You have nothing interesting to say. Uh, you don't dress good. You're overweight. And frankly, you should just uh, give up the dating scene and accept the fact that you're going to be single all your life. 
That's pretty shocking, right? What best friend would say that? Now, what's even more shocking is that it wasn't her best friend that said that. It was, in fact, her negative self-talk. And that's what we do as humans. When we experience a rejection or a failure, we get hurt. But instead of, as Dr. Guy Winch says, putting that metaphorical Band-Aid on the cut, you know, we take the knife out and dig even deeper and we really hurt ourselves. And in fact, we wouldn't talk to a friend like that, would we? I mean, if a friend of ours called us and said, this happened to me, we would counsel them and we would build up their confidence and tell them everything that is beautiful about them. We forget to do the same thing with us. People forget. Now, with that experience of that lady at the bar and after 10 minutes, the gentleman gets up and leaves. Now, she made it about herself, but maybe... He was just self-conscious. Maybe he just went through his own divorce. Maybe he lost his job. He wasn't ready to date again or lost a big deal or maybe suffering from anxiety or whatever the problem is. But sometimes it is not us. It's the other person. The point is this. We need to develop the habit of catching ourselves, indulging in negative self-talk. And the only way to do that is by cultivating the habit of review and reflection. That's why it is in my top five, because we need to protect our emotional well-being, because most of us will protect our physical well-being. You know, we exercise, we eat well, but we don't stop and pay much attention to our emotional well-being. And I can tell you, I can go for months and years eating unhealthy, not exercising before it starts impacting my life and my health, my energy levels and my happiness. But try being anxious or depressed or down or dumping on yourself for even a week or two. It will wreck your energy levels. It will disturb your sleep. It will ruin your posture, which was habit number four that I discussed with you last week and another essential habit you need to cultivate. See, when you get in the habit of reviewing and reflecting in the moment, in the moment, you will stop toxic negative self-talk dead in its tracks before it happens. Then you will avoid ruminating after the fact. You will feel better and you will sleep better that night, ready for growth the next morning. How do you do this? You do this by asking yourself two simple questions at the exact same moment when the failure or rejection happens. First question is about noticing, and that is, how am I feeling right now? Second question is about learning. What can I learn so I can do it differently next time? Now, I'm going to take you through some examples from the eight areas of life of how we process rejection and failure with and without review and reflection. So that way you see the difference because the difference is stark. One is extremely negative and the other one is positive, empowering and hopeful and uplifting. So let's look at, say, your health, the tree of health. One example could be you did exercise and you feel run down after it. In fact, you feel terrible after the exercise. Now, Without reflection and review, your subconscious negative talk might sound something like this. I'm not fit enough. I should wait until it gets warmer. Or 
I'm just not cut out for exercise or I might be coming down with a cold, right? How many of us identify with this negative self-talk? Now let's look at it with review and reflection. You ask yourself these questions. What can I learn from this? Did I eat too much before exercise? Did I need to get more sleep last night? Did I need to stretch? Did I overtrain? Was I dehydrated? Should I train at a different time of day that suits my chronotype? What can I do differently next time? You see, with review and reflection, you're primed for growth. Without it, you are primed for stagnation. And that stagnation of the human spirit over time leads to unhappiness and for some people, depression. Okay, let's look at the tree of love, love and relationships. Here's one example. You initiated intimacy and was rejected by your partner. Okay, now there are people out there that are single. Maybe you initiated conversation and you're brushed by the person at the bar. And well, can't remember the last time we were at a bar. It was a few months ago now in Sydney. But you get my drift. Now let's look at it without reflection and review. This is a negative self-talk. My partner does not find me attractive. My partner does not love me. I am dull and boring. I am ugly. I have nothing interesting to say. This negative self-talk sounds horrific. And I even feel bad saying it out loud in this episode. But if we're honest with ourselves, that's the negative self-talk that goes on. When we process these emotional cuts, these rejections or failures without review and reflection. Now let's look at the same issue with reflection and review, where we can ask ourselves more positive questions. What can I learn from this? Did I choose the wrong timing to approach my partner or that person at the bar? Did they have a bad day? Were they feeling tired and self-conscious and not in the mood? How can I approach it differently next time? With my partner, should I turn off the TV and talk? Or do something that they like? Should I get off my phone and suggest a bath together? With that person at the bar, should I have sent over a drink? Or should I have asked the bartender to ask them what drink they would like to have? You get my drift. It's when you reflect and review in the moment, mindfully, it is easier to go through that two-step process of one, noticing that you've just been rejected and noticing your feelings, and two, asking the second question is, okay, what can I learn from this? I can honestly tell you that simple question of what can I learn from this has been one of the single most powerful questions that has transformed my relationships, my business, and for the people that I've coached over the years. Now, speaking of business, let's look at the tree of work, so work and clients. Another example is... A customer doesn't call you back after a consultation. Yeah, very common, especially if you are in sales. Now, this is how we would process it without reflection and review. And I have coached a lot of salespeople over the years. And I can tell you, if salespeople don't master the art of review and reflection, then they're just going to fail in sales. Because sales is all about rejection and overcoming rejection. But let's look at how you would handle it without reflection or review. This is what the negative self-talk sounds like. They don't like me. I'm not good at my job. Others are better than me. I should try another job. 
How familiar are these statements to you? Now, they may not be something that you indulge with at the moment, but I can tell you at one point in my life, I have probably indulged in that exact same self-talk, those exact same negative phrases. In fact, I recall my first job in the legal industry experiencing exactly that negative self-talk. Now, let's look at the same issue with reflection and review. First of all, noticing that, hey, I'm feeling bad now and it's kind of put me in a bad mood because I'm really thinking about that customer that hasn't called me. The second question is, what can I learn from this? Maybe the customer fears making a decision and a commitment. Was I coming on too strong? Did I listen enough in the meeting Are they just not ready? Well, what can I do differently next time? You see, these questions completely reframes what we perceive to be a rejection. And it does not make it about us. We stop taking things personally. Now, notice from all three examples, all reflection and review starts with step one, noticing and acknowledging your feelings. Very important step. Now, this requires you to feel the pain because you need to feel to heal, right? You need to feel the pain so you acknowledge it and say, okay, I'm feeling hurt right now. Step one. Step two, ask yourself these two beautiful questions. What can I learn from this? And how can I do it differently next time? So, The habit of reflection and review must happen in the moment. It cannot wait until you get home and write in your journal. By all means, still do that. And as I said, go back and listen to that episode on journaling because that mastery of journaling, that daily ritual that I have now pretty much hardwired into each of my days is the single biggest reason for my successes in life because We all have failures in life. So the habit of review and reflection needs to be practiced right there and then, straight after the interaction that led to that sinking feeling from a fail or rejection. You need to process it on the fly. I often take moments out of my day in between meetings to do that. Now it's a habit. I will often just, if I finish a phone call or finish reading that email, and I notice that my feelings are hurt, even if it's the slightest hurt. Don't ignore that. I make it a habit. I just stop, notice. I say, okay, you're feeling something right now. And, and then I go to step two. What did I learn from that interaction, from that email, from whatever it is that led to that feeling of rejection and that hurt of failing at something And now, after many years of doing that, it has become a habit. I don't have to think about it. In fact, the first step of noticing comes a lot easier for me. And I promise you, it'll become easy for you. And this is why I produced this series of podcasts and why it started with the four rituals, including the ritual of daily meditation, because it is meditation that helps you to notice your thoughts and feelings, because it helps you being mindful. Without the ritual of daily meditation, you will find it difficult to develop the habit of noticing that your 
feelings in the moment. And I urge you to go back and listen to episode uh, 101 on the daily ritual of meditation. Now, as for today's episode, I want to finish by answering the following question. And I kind of part answered it earlier. Why do we indulge in negative self-talk and dump on ourselves immediately after a rejection or failure? Now, if I can be brutally honest with you, the major reason that lurks in our subconscious is that it is easier to indulge in negative self-talk as much as it hurts than to confront the pain. It gives us the excuse to fail and stop trying. Because it is much harder to stop, feel the pain and reflect and review what you have learned. Why? Because your learnings require action. And a lot of the time, the action requires you to pivot and step outside of your comfort zone. You know, it's not easy to sit down and think about what's hurting you and then saying, okay, well, how can I avoid that in the future? What can I do differently next time? Now, if that action that you require to do differently next time steps you outside of your comfort zone, you're going to be reluctant to stop, notice, and learn. So review and reflection is tough. And the only way to do the tough stuff is to turn it into a habit, which is why this habit is in the top five habits of my 456 system for living with purpose, where you are in control of your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions every day. Without it, I promise you, you will end up drifting in the direction of your greatest weaknesses. And that is not the place where you want to live. Okay, next week, I will continue the series by kicking off the six life hacks that will boost your energy levels. And energy, my friends, is the new currency for the 21st century. Not time, not money. So until next week, as always, live consciously, my friends.